notes for. But this is, you've seen it out, they have like a, 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 a magic sh comedy show, I think. A magic show for campus and community at the Ohana Court on Sunday night. So it's something fun to do on Sunday once you've exhausted all of your fun things to do over the weekend. It's another fun thing to do. Or in Honolulu when you're at the wedding. <laughs> so for those who are not going to Honolulu, <laughs> this is your food schedule. Thanksgiving Day, breakfast at 6.15 to 7.30 as normal. And at, at 9 a.m., there's a, that's Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, Thursday. And then uh, at 9 a.m., we have the um, a campus, all campus celebration. So service in the cafeteria. So that's in the cafeteria, not in the Ohana Court. So the worship service and everything's at that cafeteria on Thursday. And at 10 a.m., well, that's all right, then you go. 12 o'clock, then there's a massive all-campus lunch, and we're all doing it in one sitting. So Thanksgiving dinner, there's people cooking it today, you know, as well. Like, they're cooking over the next few days. So it's very exciting. Um, work duties, all of the work duties cancelled, so you don't have to do your work duties. Friday, brunch between 9 and 11. And then you'll pick up, I mean, uh, there's no lunch on Friday. So just brunch between 9 and 11. And then dinner is at 5 to 6.30 as normal on Friday. No work duties, except kitchen. But you're not doing that. Saturday, it's regular Saturday mealtime. And Sunday, breakfast is at 7.15 to 8.30, and then you'll pick up lunch, sack lunch. And then dinner are between 5 and 6.30. Okay. That makes sense. So if uh, anybody asks, you can tell them. Um, just want to also give you just encouragement to rest this weekend. Don't don't spend every day on a round the island trip. Just try and just rest. Maybe do one fun day out when you're doing lots of things. But um, just really spend some time with the Lord. Read. Do what you can. Just encourage you to try and try and rest this weekend. Can you can sit there if you want. Yeah, take my stuff away. Take my stuff away. <laughs> I know, it was great. <laughs> so, um, it's great. So, can anybody um, tell me a few things that they got from yesterday's teaching and just wonderfulness with Mark and Tammy? Just some popcorn. What struck you? His bad penmanship. I think I'm thinking think a bit more focused. I was. 
Anybody ready? Say something. Dreaming. Dream big things. So you were inspired to dream big things. In your ministry or in the future. Yeah. Amen. Grace. And you what? You drew a Mexican flag. Good for you. <laughs> and she had honey on her bagel. <laughs> Anybody else? Mia? Yeah, that is pretty good. We'll be out of a job when we go to heaven. So we better make sure we do s learn something else <laughs> so we can continue that. Worship. Yeah, I love that when he, he uh, touched on that as well. This is something that we are all about is... Um, going out to the nations, but also helping them worship in their own way. So that's very exciting. Anybody, anyone else? Okay. Well, Steve, would you like to come and pray for Mark, please? And Tammy. Thank you, Lord, for this amazing people that you have blessed us with, Father Lord. And I pray that, Lord, whatever they speak through, uh, that will touch our hearts and, uh, yeah, it will, like, imply something in our lives, Father Lord. And I pray that you will use them uh, today, Father, as this is the last day, that you will give wisdom and uh, you will put the right words in their mouth to speak to us, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. This is my last announcement. <laughs> Tonight, instead of small groups, we're going to be in here and we're going to have ministry time with Mark and Tammy. So at 6.30. 6.30 in here. Okay? Okay. Good morning. Good morning. I want to remind us where we are today. Does anybody know where we are today? That's correct. So... In Hawaii, when you want to say, does anybody know what that is? Extra credit? Anybody want extra credit? Aloha. Everybody say it. Kakahiaka. Okay, that means good morning. Okay. It's kind of a tongue twister. If you say it real fast, yeah, see, it's a, you got to let it flow. Anyway, I am so happy to be reunited today with Joe. <laughs> Joe, it's about 13 years ago, you said? 
Wow. And, and he, I was, it was one of the first schools of worship that I taught here in Kona. And we had a fantastic time. I don't really remember, but I remember Joe, and I remember having the greatest time with Joe. It was back in the days when uh, some real champions around here, Spencer and Vanessa Pavley, and uh, of course, Uncle Kevin Norris, and uh, Jiwon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But all this crew is, they persevered in uh, through all these years, and then it took a little break, and now. Uh, we're back into a, a new, the new, uh, the new realm, the new days, the next level of the schools of worship, and it's 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 good, you know. There's some good stuff. I'm just going to let remind you guys, these are good days, and sometimes you know the days, the weeks go on and stuff like that, but it's going to end really quickly, just like the DTS. It's like you think it's like gone on forever, and you got to. Get up early, and you got to follow, you know, the plan, and you got to put up with stuff that's going on, especially in your heart. And then the days are they're gone, and you so savor some good things, okay? Today um, we are going to share something that happened to us, and it really relates to the area of thanksgiving. Worship is primarily about giving. And we receive everything that we've ever wanted, ever will want. Every satisfaction that we ever desire will come through giving, and God will give way more. We'll receive through our giving. It's part of the, it's part of the, the, the entire uh, theory or the entire motion that God has put in to, to us being created after his own image. God loves to give. He's a cheerful giver. He's joyous to give. He loves, he loves us so much that he continues to give, even though all of us are who we are. And don't always give back. He just gives and gives and gives to this world, to us, to his people, to people that are far off. Everybody in between, he gives. And so our response should always and will forever be in heaven before him is to give thanks. There's seven words in the Bible in Hebrew for the word praise. In English, we do not do it justice. We only, we only say praise. But to give thanks in all things, that is where the word praise really comes alive in Hebrew. We're not going to talk about that today, but if you've already looked into that, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you never have... I would really encourage you to look up the seven words of praise in Hebrew. Because when you read the word praise, at least in the English translations, you will only see that word. If you see praise, you only think of whatever it is 
that praise means to you. But in the original text in Hebrew, it expands this whole idea of giving thanks tremendously. And it gives thanks through all situations. Giving thanks through repentance. Giving thanks with joy and dancing. Giving thanks with all different types of moods and situations. And that's what we have. So today, what I want to do is I want to call upon my wife, who has the most amazing story. And this is something that happened to us. But this journey that happened to us didn't just start that day. This journey has started some years ago when I wanted to make sure that I could be thankful in all things. So I'm going to read this scripture. And it's about the power of thanksgiving in our lives. And it says, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Rejoice always. There's no other time but always. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in, in all circumstances, not for all circumstances. Yeah, I poked my eye out. Thank you, I poked my eye. No, no, no. Thank you, God, that you're with me and you're present and you're giving in all circumstances. It's a huge, huge power. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So I'll just write that down just in case I lost you for a minute. First Thessalonians. 5, 16 through 18. It's, it's a wonderful opportunity to see, to come beyond, above. People say, well, how have you been? Well, I've been under a few circumstances lately. Have you better under your circumstances, Stephen? Have you been under some circumstances Has any, has, have you been under circumstances before? Okay. What, and then I, the old joke is, then what are you doing under there? Okay. In all circumstances, if we're thankful, if we're able to give thanks, the power of that is that you will all of a sudden be lifted off of that determination, that thing that's holding you back, that circumstance that says no, that circumstance says can't, you don't have enough money, you don't feel good, you uh, are not the right whatever. Thanksgiving allows you to see the will of Christ Jesus, and it's very, very powerful, because when something hits when something happens, 
we need to continue to understand what it means to have a sacrifice of praise, to be able to go and to give thanks in all circumstances because I'm telling you guys, wherever you go, whatever you do, if we're talking about missions, if we're talking about evangelism, if we're talking about going out and being who we are wherever we go, that's going to really count, being able to be thankful in all circumstances, being able to pass on this joy continually that doesn't depend on, on my, what, what it is that I woke up with that day. It depends on who God is. We worship him because he is worthy. He's worthy. And so we separate ourselves for a moment in our own bummers and our own conditions. And we say, God, I will give to you what you're worth. And I rejoice that you are my God and you are king of this, this life that you've given. And today, I will praise you. Today, I will give you thanks. And watch, test, test this out if it does not change your day and if not your life. If you're in a situation and you think it's, that's it, I'm doomed, Try giving thanks and tell me, tell me, write me an email, tell me that it doesn't work and I will empty out my bank account and send it to you. It's, it's safe because there's not much in there. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure of this. So what I want to do now is I want to do something that's maybe not completely related to this topic of worship and evangelism, but it has everything to do with thanksgiving. And our story, our testimony, has everything to do with evangelism. Our story, our testimony, has everything to do with evangelism. And our songs, they are our musical testimony if we allow them to be. This is my story. This is my song. Just something to think about. So I'm going to hand it over to my wife and I will just start it out by telling you that um, on June 15th, that's about what, five months ago? This year, June 15th, it was Father's Day. Um, and I woke up early in the morning to go to, to lead worship at our church. And my wife often gets up early and she's on the couch, you know, just hanging out with the Lord and whatnot. And so I went out there and said, honey, it's time to get up and get going. And um, she didn't really respond. And so I thought she was just like truly tired. And so then um, I came back a few minutes later, and I was like, hey, come on. We got to get going, you know. And she was barely, barely with it. And I didn't understand, you know. I just thought, well, she'll get it together. And so what happened um, is that I started doing my thing, and she got up, actually, and, and went to the bathroom. And I won't go into all of the details, but... Um, a little while later, I came, and 
I knocked on the door and I said, you know, hey, are you okay? And I didn't get anything out of her. And I saw I walked in the door and she's just laying up against the, the sink. And um, she's just staring at me. And I'm like, what? what's wrong? And she wouldn't answer me. Just like if you were just looking at me, just like no emotion, just blank. And I said, what's going on here? Tell me what's going on. And she finally said, headache. So I, I, I picked her up, and I, I went and put her in, 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 uh, in, the, in our bed. And I started to lay my hands on and pray and ask God for, you know, what's going on? Wh- which, you guys, this is a really good thing to do. I'm just letting you know. That's a really good thing to do. N- not, not because I did it, just because we need to ask God, you know. So we don't jump to conclusions, but we also start to hear his voice because he's ever present in our time of need. Okay. So anyway, uh, a few minutes later, she says, "Um, I got to get sick. So I take her to the bathroom and stuff. And 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 um, again, I don't want to go into all the details, but um, I knew something then was wrong. And so I took her to the hospital. And um, after the CAT scan thing. So when I, when I got to the hospital, I, I, I don't know what's really wrong. I think maybe she has food poisoning. And so um, take her to the emergency room, and they, they start to ask me, if she uh, fell down and hit her head or she'd been to another country and, you know, things like that. And so she t- um, they took a CAT scan. And uh, in the CAT scan, it's an image, um, the doctor, uh, as soon as after that, he calls me in to the, uh, to the little place and shows me, he says, I want to let you know that um, your your wife is um, uh, in, in, uh, fighting for her life, and it's extremely life-threatening. And what had happened is she had a brain aneurysm. And so the, the vessel in your brain, it bursts, and then it has blood in your brain, and, brain, and blood doesn't belong in the brain. Over 60% of the people that have this, they just die immediately. So what happened, before I turn it over to Tammy, because she doesn't remember any of this, um, uh, a week before, Tammy was away. And she was, um, so I I was um, at home alone and and I don't know if any of you are daydreamers, but I'm a daydreamer. And often the Lord speaks to me in my daydreams. So I'm laying in bed in the morning, and I'm just going, and God starts saying, what would it be like if Tammy wasn't around? Now, we've been married 28 years. That's a two and an eight. <laughs> and... So we've we've gone down the road together, and it's you know we're we're buddies, and so he I'm thinking, 
gosh, I don't, I don't know what that would be like. Humanly, I don't know what I would do, but I had in my spirit all of a sudden a reminder, Romans 8, but nothing will separate me from your love, God. And I all of a sudden found myself going to that in the end of Romans 8 and, 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 and rehearsing what that meant. To like, well, even in death, that that wouldn't separate. Even if something happened to her and it wasn't, you know, I couldn't deal with it humanly. Nothing would separate me from you, God. And, and he also reminded me of the scripture. And this is something that for the last few years I had been really pondering just going through the whole thing, what it meant to be thankful in all circumstances. So I rehearsed it, and I said, yeah, yes, nothing will ever separate me from you, God. I don't, I, you know, I'm starting to think, well, what would I be like? What would I do? What would it be like as a human, you know, on the human level, on the man side? What would that be like? But I, I know, yes, I know this. I know that I, this is the way I would, I would be, Lord, yes. Well, forward to the hospital room. And the doctor tells me the story. All of a sudden, I'm thinking, okay, here I am. I hear, this must be it. This must be it, what the Lord showed me, you know, a week ago. And so I don't know at that point. I'm thinking very possibly that, the way the doctor, the doctor's really super concerned. He says, we have to medevac you to put you on the air ambulance as soon as possible to Oahu. And I don't know, what would you think? So I didn't know if it was Tammy was about to die or it was like an Isaac, that this was something I just had to give over. But I knew right then and there that this was everything that God had showed me about giving thanks, about having thanks in all circumstances, number one, and number two, that hopeful prayers were going to be the byproduct of my thanksgiving. So there was going to be something that was going to get squeezed out here real quick. And when you get squeezed, we all hope that what comes out of it is Jesus, isn't it? When you, when you take a hammer and hit your, hand, your thumb with a hammer, what comes out? <laughs> I know what comes out of me. Words usually I shouldn't use in public. <laughs> you know what I mean. But when, when life squeezes you, when you're faced... <clears throat> when you're faced with the hard issues of life, relationships that don't work out, they gut you. When people die, they gut you. When situations that are so disappointing, they gut you. You're gutted. Don't let that be the end of it. Give thanks in all things. This you'll know, for this you'll know the will of Christ Jesus in your life. So the story gets even better, and I'm going to hand it over to Tammy. <laughs> okay, so you see that I, God, God resurrected me, I guess you could say. Um, 
But uh, the story is that um, for me, looking back on a life-death situation, you don't know when you're going to die. And I had no um, symptoms prior to having an aneurysm. Do you guys all know what an aneurysm is? Okay. It's an, when you have a berry in your head and it explodes and immediately the blood goes into your brain and you have to be basically taken to emergency. And like Mark said, 60% of the people die on the spot and you don't even recover. And um, so from him, I was having the aneurysm. The last thing I remember was posting something to my dad on Father's Day. That was the last thing I remember. Everything, him talking to me, taking me down the stairs, everything, I have no recollection of it. So um, anyways, um, we both had some things where the Lord was showing us prior to that aneurysm. And one of the things that the Lord was showing me was um, death. I don't want to fear death. And I asked the Lord a couple years prior to that, I want to be like the apostles. I want to be like fearless. I want to be able to the point of like dying is okay. I, I never feared death, but I wanted to settle it in my heart that the death was okay. From this place to that place, I'm fine. No matter what happens to me, wherever I go, in any situation, I want to be fearless. I don't want to be to the point where I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that because something might happen. That was like the last thing I wanted to do. I wanted to have the fruit of being in having faith and believing what I believed, that eternal life is what, what, we, what we celebrate after we leave this body. And um, I wanted to read the scripture before I go on. It says, it's 1 Corinthians 15, 50 through 57. Now this is what I am saying, brothers and sisters. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Listen, I will tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will be changed in a moment, in the blink of an eye, and the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable body must put on the imperishable, and the mortal body must put on immortality. Now, when this perishable puts on imperishable, and this mortal puts on immortality, then the saying that is written will happen. Death has been swallowed up in victory. And then you say, where, O oh death, is your victory? And where, O oh death, is your sting? So having that settled, it's so awesome to have that settled in your heart that if the Lord takes you or any of your family members that you witness to and saying death has no sting, you can walk confidently knowing that I have no fear of dying. There is nothing that's going to hold me back. Any circumstances, the grace of God is with you no matter where you go. And you can get into any situation and go out of your comfort zone. And that was another prayer of mine. I wanted to go out of my comfort zone. How many of you guys want to go out of your comfort zone? Because everybody has different comfort zones, right? So when every single time you, you get to this place of comfort, even as you've been walking with the Lord, there's a place, a plateau, you go, God, I want to be stretched again and again and again. It's a great prayer because God will be faithfully pushing you to that place of going out of your comfort zone. Okay, so as Mark found me um, and, and is taking me to the hospital and we're getting medevac to Honolulu, um, it's, it's a mental thing for me as far as like uh, mind-boggling because 
he finds out. He's taking me to the hospital 20 minutes. I'm still alive. And then we get told that I have a brain aneurysm happening. They said they're going to get the um, air ambulance to come to Kauai. Mark has time to go home, 20 minutes, round trip, 40 minutes, to get back to the hospital and get, get a bag of clothes because we're going to be gone. And so he runs home, and he comes back. And then I survived the 20-minute flight. And then when I get there to the ICU in Honolulu, they say to Mark, OK, um, I guess at that point I was starting to lose it. Um, I was starting to slip away. And they took some spinal fluid, and they relieved the pressure. So I started talking again after that pressure was released. But this, it was Father's Day, and the team of sur the surgeon and the team were not available that easily that day because everybody was scattered. And they said, OK, we're going to recommend that tomorrow would be the best case scenario for surgery. And, um, and he's also told the statistic that 20% of the people die from surgery. And so I'm still surviving, but it's still the possibility of the surgery, him, that he might lose me. The statistic keeps going up. And then if I survive surgery, then the possibility of me um, having problems from the surgery, paralysis, memory loss, all that, that's another possibility. So anyways, this whole time he's thinking about being thankful, right? And he did quote that scripture so much where the kids were tired of hearing it. And our kids are older, and they're in the mainland and everything. And um, our son, Lucas, he's 22. He said, oh, my gosh, Dad just keeps quoting that scripture forever, you know? So sick of it. But um, when it came down to that day, that scripture popped in his head, and it really ministered to him. And uh, he said to Mark that this situation is going to affect my family because my family doesn't know the Lord. And so he's going, yeah, this, is a whole, this whole thing is for our mom's family. They're going to come to the Lord. So as a side note, when the doctor is telling us about, you know, we want to do this procedure tomorrow and everything, and 20% of the people die, and he's explaining this, this is a lot of, there's a lot of scary news coming from the doctor. There's a lot of bad scenarios. You, you go to the doctor and it's life and death, and they share with you not the best case that can happen. They actually share with you, we want to tell you the reality that can happen because they don't want to pretend that it won't happen. But as people of God, we need to understand just like the, the account of all the men and women that have been faithful to God's voice over time, whose report will we believe? I will believe in the report of the Lord. Now, why do I mention this? Because Thanksgiving allows you to have hope. Hope. With hope, you will believe that heaven is real. With hope, you will believe that Jesus did exactly what he said, and can, you can do the same. That he said, greater things you will do in my name. 
with hope, anything is possible. And thanksgiving will allow you to believe in hope, the report of the Lord. This has everything to do with where you guys are going in your life. I'm letting you know this right now. Because everywhere you go, you will see things that maybe don't look promising. You will show up somewhere and go, uh-oh, we came here and this is like this. But the report of the Lord, thanksgiving, leads to hope. Hope believes all things. This is important stuff when you're faced with a report that does not look so good. And so this really relates. Take this, take this to heart, guys. This relates because life is hard, but Jesus said he overcame the world. So Thanksgiving, bam, I'm like going, okay, Lord, I thank you that you're with me. I thank you that your report, whether my wife dies or not, your report is what I will believe in. And so then after that, the doctor gives me all this information and slides a paper towards me and says, here, is it okay if we do this, if she could die? Will you sign this paper? So some things take real guts. Jesus was a, he was a guts. Jesus had guts. And he passed on those guts to us. And he gave us the ability, he gave us the ability to be thankful in all things. Even unto death. Are you ready to die? Yeah. <laughs> Not humanly, we aren't. God loves life. Let's, we'll hear some more about how much God loves life and this life. That's so true that um, when t two years prior to the aneurysm, I had foot surgery, and I said to... I, because I was dealing with the issue of death and I was really wanting to have victory over. I said to my kids, I was taking me into foot surgery, I'm like, hey, you know, if something happens and I don't survive the an anesthesia, you know how they always make you think, oh, this, you couldn't maybe not come back, you know? I said, well, if I don't come back, don't worry, I win, you know? I win either way, so it's not, it's not something bad when you die, right? So if you believe that as a Christian, we have victory, so um, you can be at peace with what you're doing and where God takes you in your radical journey. So, um, anyway, so getting back to that, the, the kids were, um, were all dealing with this in the mainland, and Mark has to call them and tell them what's going on. Our 28-year-old, he was living in L.A. Yeah, but anyways, but he, he had the peace of God, too. Our daughter, she wasn't, she wasn't more emotional. I think women are designed to be more emotional, and it was hard for him to tell her. But in the process, I was talking to the, my kids prior to surgery, and I don't remember that, but I know the Lord was using, I th we kind of 
think of it as my spirit was talking to them instead of my mind because my mind wasn't there. And whatever God had in my spirit was ministering to them because I was saying, don't worry, I can, you know, I'm okay with dying. I didn't think I was going to go this soon. But um, so it's like you have to have that settled in your mind before you go anywhere. If you're going to go anywhere with God, that is a great place to start because and be thankful for that, that he has died for those that you can have eternal life. And the fear of death is gone, literally. Um, but anyway, so we go to the hospital, and we go through th surgery, and I do go through surgery, and the doctor tells Mark it's going to take two to three hours. And instead of going through my skull, they go through the, my femur artery, and they go up to my heart and up to my brain, and they put a coil in my brain, and they tell Mark, it's going to take two to three hours. Well, anyway, the doctor came out an hour later in street clothes and said, oh, she has good anatomy. It went well. So <laughs> that surgery went only an hour. So, and then they just waited to see if I was going to survive. And I did. It was amazing. So I was talking just like normal, and at least I, I don't remember it, but I was talking. And <laughs> but uh, our kids came. I don't remember the visit, but one thing I do remember when I was heavily medicated, because they kept me medicated, was my sister and my mom were there with Mark. And they're not believers. And you can... If you have family members that are not believers, this is so awesome. But God used them as unbelievers to show, reveal himself to them. And I was laying in bed, and I remember um, watching a DVD recently and saying that these guys went out on ministry in the streets of Salem, and they were um, praying over people and seeing if people get healed and so, so on and so forth. Nothing was happening. So they said, God, what do we do? So they said, have the non-believers pray for their friends so that it would be more in impact. You know, God would use them. And so, um, so I remember that while I was laying in bed, and I'm, like, telling my sister, Joe, Joe, come over here, come over here. Put your hand on my head and pray um, for my headache and say, in the name of Jesus, headache be gone. And she was like, huh? Okay. So she comes over. She does it because I'm out of it. She puts her hand on my head. In the name of Jesus, headache be gone. She fully starts sweating, got chicken skin, and then she goes, whoa, I feel your headache. And then I'm like, oh, I don't have a headache anymore. So it's just like powerful because you can be out on the street and ha be in a team with people and you see the unbelievers. Have your friend put your hand on this friend and pray for this ailment or this and that because it's the Holy Spirit that's doing it. It has nothing to do with us. The Holy Spirit can use anybody. So it just paradigmed my thinking in that respect. So, so here I am with my, uh, her, you know, my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law. And I'm, you know, I was like, I may be like you thinking, well, we need to have the prayers of the faithful come, lay hands on the sick, anoint her with oil so she'll recover. And God doesn't send anybody like that, but I'm with my family who dearly love, uh, you know, uh, Tammy. And, Eve, and this is like, in context, this is in the ICU where they don't know if she's going to live or die. This is like a day or so after she is in this recovery from this, you know, uh, procedure where they come up and they put a piece of metal in her brain 
and this stays up in there just to hold this vein open. And then they hope it doesn't collapse or something else happens or the blood goes away. So there's incredible pressure on the brain. If you know anything about medicine, blood doesn't belong in the brain. So when it's there, it doesn't have any way to get out. And so it has to, there has to be something that has to happen supernaturally for this to happen. It has to go to another level where God, did you know that he made you, you and I, so incredibly, designed us so incredibly that when your body is in trouble, your body says, life, 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 life. It sends everything to that area and said, I speak life. I put in, I'm putting extra emphasis right now to save you. And that was going on in her brain. Every salt, every mineral that needed to get into her brain to dissolve that blood. God is speaking life, life. I want to save this child, life. And the body is doing this under the command, what it was designed to do. When you're hurting, your body sends out. It's not, it's, it's not some other process. It's not some scientific thing that goes on. We are one person created by the living, loving image of God for his pleasure. And his pleasure is to keep us alive. And everything on us is going live, live, live. And it'll do whatever it takes to save that life, because that's what God, how he cherishes his life. And so I'm thinking, oh, I need somebody to pray in this manner with, with hope and thanksgiving and, and anointing. And God has me with some unbelievers. This is really important stuff to understand. God can change things when you're out and about with people. He can take our things that we thought was the, what he, the way he is, and he can expand that. Do you know he's the better than God? He's better than anything that you have made him out to be. He's better than that. Oh, you've got some good, you've got some good, you've got a good image of God. But he's better than that. He's better than anyone has ever described him out to be. He's better than the best scripture that just explains him. He's better than any picture of any sunset. He's better than any white snowfall. He's better than any best day you've ever had in your life. He's better than that. And in his better than person, he visits us in the hospital, but he doesn't, he's not going to use me who thinks he knows how good he is. He's going to use somebody else that doesn't know how good he is. But he reveals himself in that goodness simply by repeating after me. She has her eyes closed. And she's very much in pain and very much in pressure. I'm dramatizing this. I'm expanding this because it's really important. Joe, put your hand on my neck and pray in Jesus' name for the headache to be gone. 
She does what she's told. She has no idea what she's doing. Jesus' name, headache be gone. That's it. Next thing you know, what's happening to me? What's going on? Uh, She's sweating, dripping sweat, chicken skin, goosebump. I feel your pain. She still has her eyes closed. She's still out like crazy out. It's gone. The pain is gone. He's the better than God. He's better than what I thought he could do. So at that point, we just say, it's okay. It's God. It's Holy Spirit. We don't ask to even ask him to come. He's already here. Holy Spirit, just run with it. Just go with it. If that happens to you where you're out on a mission trip, just go with it. Let him be, let him go. <laughs> well, I don't, I, I don't have much more than to say that I was in the hospital for 30 days because my brain had to regulate and... Um, I kept flushing out things, and I have a little scar here that had a pick line, and I was hooked up to uh, IVs for that whole time. So on uh, 4th of July, 21 days later, I got out of the ICU and went up to a regular room. So it was neat because we could hear the fireworks. We were, like, celebrating. It was really cool. But you know what? We don't know when the Lord's going to take us. And after learning the statistics about brain aneurysms and learning about the people that were in the hospital, we had 24-year-olds that had brain aneurysms. My son's 28-year-old friend, best friend's girlfriend, had a brain aneurysm. Uh, I'm sure some of you have known any but people that have had brain aneurysms and that didn't survive or have paralysis. And Because um, usually after the surgery... You have paralysis and you have speech issues, and I have nothing. And so it was a miracle. And the doctor said, wow, you are amazing. You have amazing recovery. You're a miracle. So I've had four doctors say that. And um, so it's just spectacular to see the Lord and have expectation of his prayers. And I always prayed for people wherever I went, on the planes, everywhere. I'm, I'm not kidding you. I would just be like, hey, do you need prayer? I'll pray for you, you know. But now, oh, my gosh, I pray for everybody, <laughs> for everything. And I just prayed for a guy down here on Elite Drive the other day. And uh, he had a bump, a Hawaiian guy that had a, he was a fisherman. He just had a OPE, a bag of OPE. And he had a bump, not kidding you, like that tall on his foot. And I said, where is, what was that from? And he said, oh, it was from a boating accident a long time ago. And then I, oh, could I pray for you? And he's like, well, okay. So he sits on the wall, and, um, and then I pray for him, and nothing happened. But that does not discourage me, you know, because the Lord, I'm expecting the Lord to move. And um, so he says, well, can you pray for my tooth? So I prayed for his tooth. He said he had an infection. He didn't have enough money to go to the dentist. And then I prayed for that. And I actually didn't look at his tooth, but I was, like, so fixated on that foot, seeing him not walk away with a limp anymore. And so I'd be like, let's pray for your foot again. So then I prayed for his foot again, and I lifted my hand, and I'm like, whoa, it shrunk. And so then he's like, 
oh, yeah, I feel a little better. I'm like, let's pray for it again. So we prayed for it again, and it shrunk again. And so, so it was like that, and then that was like this. And so I was just like, I was so stoked. I'm not kidding you. And um, so he was like, well, I got to go. I got to go. I'm good. I'm good. So he walked away, and I just go, well, be healed in Jesus' name. God's going to continue to heal that. And um, so when you guys go on outreach, have expectation, so much expectation, because it's so awesome to see the Lord touch people's lives. And I often tell people, well, if the Lord didn't heal you now, be expecting, because you'll, if you wake up tomorrow, give God thanks and tell him that he's the healer and he healed you, because sometimes we don't see the miracle right then and there, and it's so awesome to have that expectation, because we go outside of ourselves, and faith is outside of us. So, and believing in God, the creator of the universe, heaven and earth, he's way bigger than us. So, I love that. So, I don't know what else you, you want to share, but, oh, the scripture that I love sharing is when King Nebuchadnezzar, he declared the Lord to be amazing. It's in Daniel 4, 1, 2, and 3. It says, King Nebuchadnezzar, to all peoples, nations, Languages, groups that live in all the land, peace and prosperity. I am delighted to tell you about the signs and wonders that the Most High God has done for me. How great are his signs, how mighty are his wonders. His kingdom will last forever, and his authority continues from one generation to the next. So be expectant and go beyond yourself because it doesn't matter who you are. And um, like, you, like I was sharing, have whoever you're with, a cousin that doesn't believe in God, hey, help me lay hands on this person right now because I believe God can touch this person. And out of the glor his glory, he will move mountains that you don't even, in, it blows my mind every single time because I'm just amazed on our God that we serve. You know, we can't even figure out how many stars are in the, in the sky, but we know he, he has a plan for uh, the creation that he has on this earth, you know. And when we went to Israel, I have, I prayed for um, those guys that, have any of you guys been to the Middle East? Okay. So the Middle East, the, the call to prayer is very different than our culture. And the call to prayer is so loud and invasive in, in the air. And they have these tower, prayer towers that go, like really loud. Yeah, and so anyways, but you know what, I get, like I said earlier, I get up early in the morning, and I was up at 4.30 in the morning before the call to prayer, guys. God gave me the heart to pray for these guys that were in the towers as a worship leader, and I was like, Lord, I declare that you meet those guys in the tower today and give them kisses and love them, because you just blow their mind with your amazing love, and um. All of a sudden, the call to prayer is coming, and, and I was declaring that, and the guy was like, uh, like really soft and soothing instead of obnoxious, and um, it was so awesome. We all heard it. Yeah. We all woke up and had no idea what she was doing, but we all heard it. Yeah, because it was like a pause, and then I still kept declaring, declaring, declaring. And um, then it was like soothing, and then it was a pause, and then it was soothing, and I was like, "Yes, God, yeah, I'm so excited." <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, then I woke, those guys woke up, and then I was like, 
Hey, did you hear the call to prayer today? Did it sound different? Yeah, it did sound different. So I was like all pumped up. Next day, I'm ready for power, the call to prayer again the next morning. And the same thing, this guy only did a little short call to prayer. It was only like, uh, and then it was more soothing. But I was saying, God, those are your sons. Those are the guys that you're going to call to worship. And so anyway, so it was awesome. You see your prayers affect the atmosphere. So don't be intimidated by what you see in the natural. Be, be amazed in our God that he is in control and he loves all nations. All nations are going to worship him. So thank you. Maybe we'll just take a second just to take some of this all in. It's, it's one thing to believe in something. It's another thing to live it. We believe in a lot of things. It goes to another level to live through it. We often sing things that we don't actually walk out, but we agree to many things in our songs. It's okay. It's not condemnation. But think about it. Think about all the things that we believe in, all the things that we read in the Scripture. And sometimes there's a little bit of a gap what we actually really walk out, what we actually take hold of, take hold of and make it our own. God has given us everything we need. He's taken the fear of death on the cross. Hebrews chapter 2 is a wonderful account of how Jesus took the fear of death on the cross. Hebrews chapter 2. Really, really good read. I really recommend it. The Bible, it's a great book. If you've ever read it, it's awesome. Today, this day that we're living in, there are many people that are having to face the fear of death. 
They are being beheaded. They are being executed because of one thing. They will not bow down to any other God but the Lord God himself. And they are willing to give their life. And I want to let you know, you do not have to be in Syria. You do not have to be in Iraq, Iran, Uzbekistan, India, Indonesia, Philippines, China. You don't have to be there for that to happen. Guess what? It can happen anywhere. That's the days we're living in. Is that, is that put fear in you? Jesus took the fear of death to live is Christ. To die is gain. Oh, but I want to live. I want to live. But the reality is there is people out there that we have songs for. We have songs of hope because we have the power of thanksgiving. The power. It's not a thought. It's a life. It's not something that we just turn on because, okay, nothing's wrong. Every day is good. I give thanks and praise. No. We're people of reality. We live in this place. God knows this. And he knows the power of thanksgiving. And he said, you minstrels, you balladeers, you singers of truth and of life. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior. I don't really know the song. All the day long. Thank you. Yeah, that's a good one. Thank you, Jesus. This is our story, guys. What are we going to tell and how are we going to tell it? There's great power in this story because it is written on our hearts. It's not something that you have to go and buy. It's written on your heart. And our worship to him develops that. 
it brings it out and it finds expression. It's finding expression is why, why we are here. We are here in the school of worship to get this expression, bam, out. Whether it's soft, whether it's strong, whether it has a rhythm, whether it speaks to nation or nations, it's that expression. And giving of thanks builds in us this ability to say the right things, to express the right things. Oh, I woke up. I'm not feeling worthy, but I think I'll get up anyway. Because you're the God and I'm not. You know... I, I, I know I can make it, but I feel like I'll never. And there's like a guitar solo. And then the drum thing. So, yes, I will make it somehow. Yeah. And there's like a keyboard thing. And then we all join in. Yes, somehow we're going to make it. Because you are God and I'm not. Boo hoo. <laughs> I don't like those kinds of songs. <laughs> I'm sorry if I offended you. <laughs> There's power. There's power in turning things over to the God that is worthy to be praised. And whether it's a nice, soft, quiet song, beauty, beauty, beautiful. <laughs> we love him. He's, he's such a... He's such a knucklehead. <laughs> he, he was just, you know, he, he came from here to you, and I'm, I'm just like, I'm amazed that he had all his things with him. I was like, you didn't lose anything? Sure. <laughs> you you want to hear the, the, the <laughs> you want to hear an even funnier story? Okay, m my son, one of our sons, he's pretty absent-minded and pretty carefree. Okay, and he comes like he'll come for three weeks with a bag like this big, and 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 most of it's camera gear. So he's like two shirts and a pair of underwear, and he's like good. <laughs> No toothbrush. Uh, yeah, you got a toothbrush? Do you need anything after three days? Do you, uh, do, you, do you need anything? Well, David shows up. David shows up, and these guys are like two peas in the pod. And so it's time for David to leave, and I told my son, I said, can you take him to the airport? So my son, not being the most responsible, collected one, 
is now looking after David. And he's taking him to the airport. And they get in the car. And he asks, he has the, the wisdom of God. Hey, David, did you get everything? And he goes, uh, I kind of think I'm missing something. So Corey, my son, goes running up through the house, and he sees his violin in the living room. <laughs> and he grabs it, and he goes, oh, uh, you missing this? <laughs> so praise the Lord. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Do you know Neil Bob Hartley? Do you know who Bob Hartley is? He's been over here. Bob Hartley, we, he, he can get your middle name, your next-door neighbor's dog's name. I mean, he's just this man of hopeful, prophetic profoundness. He's incredible. So I was here with him one time, and his buddy's traveling with him. And this has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. <laughs> I just let you know. I just love stories and having fun, right, Joe? So he... This, this guy that he's with him, the first thing I do when he says, hi, you know, hi, hi, Mark, and blah, 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 and he goes, he goes I just want to let you know, do not give him your car keys. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break in a few minutes, and we'll, we'll, we're going to exhaust this just a little bit more the power of thanksgiving, the opportunity that we have. And I'm going to give you a few scriptures for those of you that want to spend a little bit more time in that. You maybe still haven't bought into this. Okay. Psalm 107, 22. Okay. Let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of his works with songs of joy who's them who's them okay yeah here we can just get rid of this one if you fall asleep on me today i forgot to tell you i will throw a pen at you all right all right come on now come on let's go 107.22. Come on. Well, who is this? Who's the people? Who is? Who is this? Let them sacrifice thank offerings. Who's them? Who's them? Who is them? That's right. It's us. There's nobody else. I'm sorry. I'm going to let you know a secret. Nobody else is going to. There's nobody else coming. It's you. Right? Okay. Thank offerings. And tell of his works with songs of. No. <laughs> oh, I don't think I'm going to make it. <laughs> Is that wrong? It says songs of joy. Songs of joy is not always a fast song. Okay, guys? Songs of joy are not always happy clappies. All right? You like that one? <laughs> I gotcha. Thank you, Jesus. Woo, got her. I've been trying for days. Happy clappy joy bombs. 
can come in different ways. Okay? I like them joy bombs. Because when the joy hits you, when the truth hits you, the truth will set you free. I couldn't hear you. Okay. It'll set you free. And you know what? Joy is what? The joy of the Lord is our? I can't hear you. That's a happy clappy right there. That's right here. Let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try this. Joy. 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 Stand up. One, two, three, four. Do whatever, whatever what you got. Do ever what you got. Do whatever what you got. Joy. 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 Joy, 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 The joy of the Lord is our strength. Our, uh, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Uh, do that with me. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Uh, yes. You know why I say, ah? Uh, because it's not the joy of me. It's not the joy of you. It's the try it one more time. The joy of the Lord is my strength. <sighs> what a relief. Joe, I mean, Joe, you show up and you're just popping questions. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it now. Let's do it because we're ready to take a break. Joe. Okay. Yeah, you want a guitar or ukulele or a keyboard? We've got all three. Okay, here's a guitar. Capo, absolutely. We need to hook it up, though. Do you need a, a pick? Do you have one? Yeah. Let me just use this one DI, so leave it here. Okay, as Joe as Joe 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 gets ready here. Um I, Okay. 
Hang, hang on just a second. Hang on a second. I want to give you another scripture, okay, as he gets ready. Psalm 95. Do you guys know this one? Psalm 95, 2. Let us come before him, before his presence, with, with what? Thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. Okay. Songwriters, this is your curriculum. Psalms. All right. Joe. Thank you, Jesus. These are all the scriptures here. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing in everything. Give thanks. This is the will of God. One more time. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing in everything. Give thanks. This is the will of God. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Always. This is the will of God. This is the will of God. This is the will of God in Christ. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. This is the will. This is the will of God. This is the will of God. This is the will of God in Christ. One more time. This is the will. This is the will of God. This is the will of God. This is the will of God in Christ. This is the will of God. This is the will of God. This is the will of God in Christ. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Yes, it is. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy, the joy of the Lord is my strength. 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 Rejoice 
Song of the moment. Song of the moment. I think we're going to take a break. Yes. We have a very exciting break today because Aris has taken some time and she's made us snack. She's bought us snack today. Do you want to explain what it is? Uh, since I didn't have a sheet exactly which ones you had and Minji helped at the end. I don't know what it is. Anyways, it's a base of either you chose Nutella or peanut butter or both and that's like the base of the turkey and then there's like these apples that are the feathers and that's why it's like Thanksgiving week. So yeah. Thank you, Iris. Thank you so much. So see you at back at quarter two. Quarter two. If the Powerpuff Girls want to meet for break, we can do that behind the thing. I thought I'd be fun, right, Kiana? Yes. Sure. Um, what, what it is that we do, I do, I'm with Music Missions, and Music Missions is a broad category. Um, I serve locally when I'm at home at a, at a, a church. I'm kind of like a, a, a kind of a pastor that doesn't do anything, 
<laughs> Except, you know, I'm there, present when I'm at home, and I, I, I lead times of worship. We have regular prayer watches at our house every week. We've had for years. That's what we do at home, the home base. Um, I have uh, um, opportunities to go t at different times throughout the world to help other people to do what they're doing, whether it's houses of prayer, whether it's um, doing some kind of evangelistic outreach. I do recordings. I record music. I have a recording studio, a small thing at my house. I do, um, I help songwriters and I am, uh, we make our home available for sometimes for people to come and to retreat with God and just to write songs and to record a little bit. You know, you met one of them. He, he keeps coming. He won't go away. No. Um, and then the other things that we do, um, it's Mia, right? Um, uh, are are related to um, helping people doing what they're doing. And so we as musicians come alongside and we often, what I, what I do is, is I kind of like look like bringing uh, fresh water. And so the, the things that we do and who we are really are in that, that kind of that mix of things. I also do... Um, a little bit of, um, you know, preaching and teaching kind of schools like this here. And uh, um, sometimes more, sometimes less. Um, uh, what else do we do? And, uh, and, and, and so I also had, did I say, I also have a small business to where um, I work. I do audio video work, um, do like, you know, things with sound and stuff like that. And so I've been blessed to um, do projects a lot. So, you know, if somebody needs something or whatever, or maybe a school or a church or a restaurant, they'll need a sound system. Um, we've been on Kauai um, like 29 years, so we have a lot of relationships. And, um, you know, people, I don't advertise. Um, I never have. And so I just allow the Lord to, you know, ring the phone and do that thing that he does. Um, and... Um, with that, that's allowed us to give. We like to give things away. I have, if you would like some of our music, I have for extra credit. If 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 you uh, remember uh, where we're from, does anybody know where we're from? Kauai. Did everybody get that? You're you're all entitled to whatever I have. I have. We've made seven albums um, to date. And I, uh, there's some of them I don't think I want to bring out anymore, but <laughs> <laughs> the last four or so, um, we're, we, we have them. I have some here. I have, um, I'll do that. Maybe we should just do that. We have to celebrate so right now. Let's celebrate. I, we were praying for Iris outside, and she asked me to pray for her leg to grow. And physically, I saw her leg grow. And so, We give thanks, oh God, for your name is near, high and lifted up. 
You're the king of all the earth. Keakua, mighty God. Keakua, God of love. Lord, you lift you up. High, you lift it up. Yeah, Lord, we lift you up. Yeah, be high, and lift it up. Hey. lift you up everybody Lord we lift you up Thanksgiving Lord we lift you up Thanksgiving Lord we lift you up be high lifted up yeah be high lifted up be high lifted up be high lifted up It doesn't matter what I was talking about. It hasn't. It, we, we, I don't care. I don't know exactly what I was talking about. But we, we, we were talking about what we're doing. That's what we're doing. <laughs> That's what we're doing. That's what we're about. And it includes everything. It includes Thanksgiving. It t- includes praying for people. It includes casting out demons it includes the gospel that is the gospel jesus didn't say pray for the sick he said heal them okay that's not a that's not a death sentence that's a life sentence that's not something you got to be ashamed of got to be worried about got to be afraid of got to be nervous about that's something that's a life sentence that's a good one you know when the gavel comes out Not guilty. I saw that one time. I thought, that's the best thing I've ever heard out of the judge. I declare you not guilty. That was the best thing I ever seen somebody do. You are not guilty. And therefore, because you are not guilty, I give you a life sentence. Huh? Yes, you are not guilty. I give you a life sentence to heal the sick. To cleanse the lepers. To declare the kingdom of God is here. To raise the dead. I give you a life sentence. This is the gospel. You're not guilty. You're not guilty. Go. And preach the gospel.
good stuff. You know, that's evangelism. That's it. When people, bam, are touched. When people are healed, bam, it's, it's, whoa. And it goes on beyond anything that we tried and wanted to do. But it's a life sentence. It's not a death sentence. It's not something to be scared of. It's not something to be afraid of. It's not something to be like, I don't know what to do. Just go and do who you are, what your life sentence is all about. You've been declared not guilty. Go and speak the truth and sin no more. Jesus had this ability to unlock the dark, to unlock the, the oppression, the lies that people believed in. And then he calls us to give thanks for the life and the truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. You have been given a life sentence. So, wherever you go, there you go. That's who you are. Bearers of the gospel. Goodness. If my wife comes with you, I guarantee you, you're going to celebrate. We have a little sign that we have at home now, and it's, it says, it's okay to have too much fun. <laughs> or you can eat lemons. Pucker face. It's okay to have too much fun. The kingdom of God is fun. God has given you a life sentence. That means where you are, there will be life, life. So we have to be real, though. It's not always fun. It's not always easy. So what makes it fun and what makes it easy is the Lord himself. The joy of the Lord, like we were carrying on with, That the truth of that is our strength. But the truth of God, the truth of God, it really anchors our hope. And so when we have this power of thanksgiving, we have the ability to come back to the truth. It, it's really hard to make that conversion if you don't have thanksgiving. Oh, if I could just give you thanks. 107, 22. The sacrifice of praise. I, I like to barbecue, grilling, to grill. 
I like to put things on the fire and let them cook and smell and then feed them to people. And, then, you know, it's like I love to barbecue. Anybody like barbecue to grill? I mean, come on. This is good stuff. This is good, you know. And so I look at, I look at the sacrifice of praise as I'm putting it on the grill. And it's a good thing. The sacrifice then becomes a good thing. It's not a hard thing. We look at so many things. Oh, I'll just have to get up the strength and the, I'll just have to get it up together and I'll just have to pull myself up and oh, oh I could just pull myself out of the funky funk I'm in. No. I've dealt with things and I still deal with things. My wife's here, so I mean there's no secrets. You know, sometimes I want to lock the door and close the curtains and say, go away. <laughs> Hello? Anybody out there? Anybody understand what I'm talking about? Go away. Huh? But you got to put your hope on. Hope. You got to put your hope on. You gotta put your hope on. How do you put your hope on? Thanksgiving, guys. I'm running this record till it just keeps it's broken here. And I won't stop. Because there's so much power in it. But if we understand the power of the sacrifice of praise, it's like, you know, where were these guys at that wrote these songs? Where was David at when he wrote these songs, songs, songs? He wrote songs. And now we call them psalms. They were songs that he wrote out of difficulty. And he offered it up to God. He put it on the grill, on the fire. And he let that aroma... It let it go up, and it turned into a fragrance, an incense burning, and it was tasty. It was awesome because it was thanksgiving. It was good stuff. It was as unto the delight of God that even though he was at hiding out in a cave, Hiding from his family. Let's look at this scripture.
God bless you. Oh, here it is. Sorry about that. It's kind of lost my place here. Okay. Let's look at this psalm. Psalm 3. Okay, this is a song, S-O-N-G, of David when he was running from his son, Absalom. Okay? So before I read it, let's, let's get an understanding here. Okay? Let's pretend you're a, a mother or a father for a moment. Okay? Let's pretend. And you have a son, and your son is now coming to kill you. Oh, my God. Think about that a minute. Does it get any worse? That's crazy. And this is a song that David, father of Absalom, when he was running away, running from his son, who rebellious son had a huge, huge army of people coming after him, his own dad. Wow. It, it just, I, for me, it just doesn't, as a father, I, I, I don't think it could be any more excruciating. And it goes and it's and it goes like this Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. Okay, where's that report coming from? It's not the report of the Lord. But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. The reality is he needs to lift, his head needs to be lifted up. Why? Because you, the reality of the, what everybody else is saying is, oh my gosh, I'm going in the cave, I'm going in my room, I'm going to shut the door, I'm going to close the curtains, go away. And he said, no, but you, Lord, are a shield, a shield protection around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain. I lie down and sleep. Beloved, if you are troubled, you will not sleep. But if God has put his hope and you have thanksgiving in your heart that he is with you, you will be able to sleep. I call out to the Lord. I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. 
I, this is too hard. I don't know how I'm going to go through this. She took my favorite jacket. She wore it. And now she lost it. I don't know how I'm going to deal with this. <laughs> Not only that, my favorite earrings, they're missing. Oh. And the bugger, he had taken my car keys, and now he lost them. Sorry. Because the Lord sustains me, I will not fear, though tens of thousands assail me or come to get me on every side. Arise, Lord, deliver me, my God. Strike all of my enemies in the jaw. Break the teeth of the wicked. From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessing be on your people. He did not give up hope. Even though the one that was coming to get him was his own flesh and blood. The circumstances were as hard as they get, but he recounted the realities. And some of the wording in here implies his thanksgiving. He was giving glory. He was giving thanks unto God. Some of the original Hebrew of this, will all, it'll all go into thanks. And so there is a great example among many, many that of a song. Remember, this is a song of David. So he's hanging out. And he picks up his stringed instrument. Oh, Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him, you, Lord, you have a shield about me, my glory, glory, you, O oh Lord, yes, you are, you are, you are a shield about me, yeah, you're the one who lifts my head high, yeah, yeah, you're the one who lifts my head high. Oh, 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 yeah, you're the one, you're the one who lifts my head high. Yeah. You're the one, you're the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord, yeah, and he answers me. I call out from his holy mountain, yeah. When I lie down, I sleep. Awake again, yeah, 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 cause the Lord, he sustains me, 
Come to get me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Arise, oh Lord, yeah, deliver me, my God, yeah. Strike out all my enemies, yeah, oh, do away with the wicked, oh, yeah, from the Lord. Here comes my deliverance, yeah, and your blessing, yeah. It'll always be on your people, yeah, Lord, yeah. If you are my deliverance, and your blessing be on your people. Ooh. Yeah, I feel better now, God. I feel better because you are the lifter of my head. Oh, and you are my king. I just made it up. You could do the same. David probably just made this up. It was whatever he was doing. It's hard when you can like play the ukulele and do it, too. Just grab a hold of that for a second. Got into this thing. It's something that you'll be faced with. Life. Life is mission. You're on a mission. It's no different. You just, sometimes you go different places. But it's all life. You grab a hold of the truth of God. Just write a song and if that's who you are, you guys, I think y'all admitted to being like musicians and singers, right? You just grab and do your thing and you let it, you let it flow out of that. Like Tammy said, you know, sometimes you'll see somebody, write a song about that. What situation they're in? You know, he was in this situation and, you know, he had this contrast. Wow, I see reality. I see what's going on. It looks dark here, God. I don't know which way to go. Oh, but you are my light, my way, my strength. Oh, God, I know that you can do all things. And you place that in me. Yeah, you place that in me. So however you are, however you sing, however you relate, whatever rhythm you have, whatever it is that you have inside of you to express. Having this tr truth and this reality woven through what you're doing, what you're about to go out and do that day on mission, on, on, on any type of thing, it doesn't really matter. Life is life. Whether you're together out on an outreach or you're even here dealing with the person that stole your earrings and doesn't know where they are. I'm just joking. Am I, is it okay to be cheeky? All right. <laughs> huh? Some of these things, I just want to say, 
They don't really matter, guys. In life and death, it'll show you that. Some stuff that we're holding on to, some of the offenses, some of the grievances, some of the drama that we're, we have created, it doesn't really matter. I can tell you this, these psalms, these songs, whoa, that stuff was heavy duty. That kind of mattered. That was mattered. And that's, a, that's kind of the example that the man that God said was the man after his own heart. What's the heart of God in your situation? in these situations that we step into. David was a man after God's own heart, and he sang songs that revealed the heart of God. You have the same heart. You have to see yourself as a friend of God and having the heart of God, and then you will pen and sing things that reveal the heart of God. Believe it. Take it home. Take it into you. Some of this is old stuff to you. Some of this is brand new stuff to you. The same rules apply, new or old. Take hold of it. Take it home. Use it. Be it. Any questions? Comments? A good clean joke. guys okay with this? did is I had had I think that teaching from Derek about Horatio Spafford and it is well with my soul it really spoke to me so that was that song the Lord um, gave it to me as kind of an anchor 
through that. So even though I still couldn't, you know, I just locked myself in the room and sang that song at the top of my lungs for a few days. <laughs> so, yeah. And it was good. I mean, I wasn't done battling, but that was a major nail in the coffin for depression for me. It was like, now I'm done. And that was like a big, big, you know, I needed some last workings to do, but that was a big, like, nail in it. I'm sure the whole village could hear me singing that song at the top of my lungs because <laughs> we lived up higher. So uh, also, yeah, I, I also had a, like a, a, a really kind of really depressive season, actually like before coming here for a few months, where it was like, you know, sometimes you have like bad times, weeks, days, and something, but we go like for months and you're like, just like, longing just to hear like god where are you what's going on like where where's like you know like all these things that you're <coughs> want to feel and stuff and then uh, like the the whole thing of like oh like i feel that my life is a mess i have messed up i have done so many uh i know wrong things or i feel like it's all out of the way but like then uh, i heard this song uh of uh, misty edwards and uh that says, uh, I, knew, I knew what I was getting into when I chose you. And, uh, and it just like, poof, like came straight to my heart. But like, I knew, I, like, I, knew, I, knew your, I knew your struggles. I knew, I knew it was going to be hard. I knew what, like, what I chose you. And, 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 and I'm with you. And, uh, and, and, and from there, I just decided to surrender to God. Okay, God, you know, you know better. Like, even in, in these hard situations, you know better. So like I, like every morning I would just like first thing I would do was just like come to into his presence just worship and, and like it was hard time it was hard to worship but it was like of this union heart of you like God you're worth it and and no matter my situation no matter no matter how much I'm suffering or something you are you are you're good and you're love and you're with me and 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 you don't make mistakes even though I don't see that <laughs> but I know he I know he don't make mistakes so I, I will worship you even no matter my situations and like. And yeah, he <coughs> he came through, and he always comes through. And he he was always there. He's always with you. So like the th that that thing of like not looking at circumstances, but looking at the face of God and who He is and His character, just takes you out of any place or circumstance or whatever. This is kind of now my process, processing. Um, actually, I'm, I'm had having the hard time a little bit because from the last week, I felt very too much guilty from the everything if something doing wrong or something <laughs> going wrong way, I felt maybe because of me. All of it, all of that is because of me. I felt like that. And because of that, I tried, I tried to do the fasting, but God told me, no, don't do that. 
because that is the punishment for yourself, to yourself. And after that, I wrote down the Bible. And God also told me, stop that. That is punishment to yourself. Yeah. So I stopped that. And I asked God, God, how can I do I don't know. I really don't know. And I couldn't stop the, my thinking about the guilty. And when I wake up, I always feel the heartbeat. Because of that, I always wake up before the 5 o'clock in the morning. So, wow, what is this? What is it? And every morning feel so depressed, so depressed. Actually, today morning also. So I chose, I keep chose, no, this is not from God, this is not from God, even though that I couldn't stop the feeling, the feeling and thinking. So this morning I came early to the classroom and keep listening the worship song and keep praying to God. So I think this is kind of the warfare, and yeah, now I choose, I choose really more hardly when I fight with this, and yeah, God is worthy, and I keep choice to thank you to God, <coughs> and I think getting, getting better, I think, and today is getting better. I have a story too. Um, it's from this year, uh, the beginning of the year we were in Japan and I was uh, co-leading with uh, one of a student. I was a student too. And then in February, uh, uh, I broke up with someone and then the very next day, I had to lead worship, like just for a small group, you know, and like, at that time, uh, I felt so so broken in my in my heart, and then I was going through just the whole night. I didn't like sleep well and stuff, and then then very next day, I was like, "Oh, I have to lead worship, like I have to do it myself." And then everyone knew what happened that night and stuff, but like that very morning, like I was rejoicing. A bit because uh, God has been giving me Psalm 16, where He was saying like, uh, "I am your portion and your cup; I make your lot secure." And then the next verses there's like, "The boundary lines have fallen for for you in pleasant places. Surely you have a delightful inheritance." And then I say, "I will praise the Lord, who counsels me." Even at night, my, my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure. Because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. Nor will you let, me, let your faithful ones see decay. You make known the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. 
I broke down, but like I was still like pushing through. It's like, no, Lord, you're good. And yeah, the morning was great. Uh, yeah, it was good. Good time. Good. S- uh, I. I saw. I saw how much in the. In the valley, you can see green grass. I was just like pushing through, and then when you look under the rocks, there, there, there is green grass too. If the Lord wants to, amen. <laughs> I have a story too. <laughs> Shall we go down the line? <laughs> um, all right. When uh, when when David was here uh, that week, um, David Brimer, sorry, when David Brimer <laughs> was here, <laughs> um, I was having a, a little. I mean, the whole week was awesome, but I was having a little bit of a difficult time, like while we were worshiping and stuff like that. I I just couldn't feel anything. And uh, it was it was horrible because like everyone was like, I just heard angels. <laughs> Did you hear the choir of angels? I'm like, well, I was just in the back trying, and I heard nothing. Um, but like just from the week before too, I was I was striving a little way too much. I was like, I get in the presence, yeah, like that, and it it just wasn't working. I was like, I'm not doing anything wrong. Pretty sure I'm not sinning. The Lord hasn't told me anything. I'm all good right now. Why isn't anything happening? And so then, like, a couple days after the whole angel thing, uh, <laughs> when we were worshiping again, uh, at one point, like, everybody was going crazy. I'm like, Lord, <laughs> why? Why? What, do I, what am I doing wrong? Why? What? I can't do anything else. And, um, and then David was like, oh, guys, I just feel like you, you need to sing your hearts after I, I was kind of arguing with the Lord for like 20 minutes. And then I was like, well, okay, you want me to sing my heart? All right. And so I, I started singing like, where are you? I can't, I can't make you come. I can't, I'm just here. It's up to you. And you said you're faithful. Why won't you come? I'm, I've been here. I've been waiting. There's nothing more I can do. I can't press any further. I'm, I feel like I'm, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then I just started weeping and stuff. I'm like, I can't do it. It's all up to you. And I was just crying and crying. And then all of a sudden, at one point, I don't know, it was just just super, like, it was weird. It was just suddenly, no, you are who you say you are. And you are good. And you are faithful to meet me. You will meet me every time. You are totally who you say you are. You are faithful. And I just, uh, it, it just came and came. And I'm like, it's so true. You are. And then, like, no, there's nothing I can do, but you're faithful to meet me every time. You hear my cries in the morning. You hear the things I say. You see my heart. You see my tears. You're faithful to meet me. It's not that you don't want to meet me. You do want to, and you will. And I don't know. It was just after just pouring out and pouring out, it just clicked all of a sudden. Like, oh, what? Yeah. It was It was awesome. It was really, that's the first time it's happened like that before. It was like super dramatic bipolar switch, but but it was awesome. Oh, it's coming, this story. Well, I, I had a thought, not a story, but it's just 
passing by. He's um, but but I was sharing my bit of my testimony with Mark. I had one like three years ago. I found myself naked in winter outside, handcuffed in an ambulance, being taken to the psychiatric unit. Um, I had no money. I couldn't remember anybody's phone number. Nobody I knew was around. And I was like naked, you know, like so, I was like, I had nothing, you know? And uh, just, and it was probably the hardest time of my life, you know, because they had taken my wife for depression to the hospital emergency unit, and then the, the child services had taken away custody of my son for six months. And, and I was just, just, I have no money. I got kicked out of the apartment as soon as that incident happened. And I was on drugs and, so, but I am very, very happy right now. Actually, I'm not having that hard of a time. I'm doing pretty good. I look around, man, God, thanks for making me happier than that guy, you know, like, <laughs> I'm doing pretty good right now. And I'm like, so, like, I want to encourage you. And, you know, you know, the thing about David is David has a testimony in his life where he could actually, he's not just saying, okay, I give you thanks, you know, or, but you give me strength. He, he actually has seen it and experienced it, you know. If you haven't experienced it, God is either trying to give you that experience, and, and it's not like positive thought thing. It's just telling you, you're like, you're brainwashing yourself that you're thankful, you know. It's actually having the real experience and actually knowing that what God puts you through is because he wants to show you what he can do and how much greater of a joy he could provide you with compared to the 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 crap that you're in you know it's like your crap is nothing to his goodness so um so yeah that's my testimony of god sh turning things around and like i was super depressed but now i'm super not depressed so that's what god wants to do i think that's what he does he shows you the other side oh thank you jesus for joe <laughs> oh thank you god yeah no that's fine just uh i just want to the red thread throughout all of this and um and my story is i remember eight years ago i went through a, a big breakup and it was you know that really hard one you know you always get one really hard one that was that one and um and it was i was i was feeling depressed and i was feeling like but it was at a time when god had me really busy and had me start leading worship and in sweden and like all of that sort of thing and um but i would look through my journals from that time and i see where the word was god was speaking to me through the word and and I think the red thread through all of our stories is that um, 
the Lord is faithful, we know that, but we know it because it says so in his word. And we need to really read it. We need to really eat it. We really need to know his character because when we do that, whatever we're going through, we'll be able to pull it up, you know. I am naked, but you clothe me, Lord. You know, like, this is who you are. And we only know that by getting into the word and by reading the word. Um, and I think it's so important um, that we know it. Uh, and I need more and more each day. But he is so, so good. Um, and it is, it is the word. Because when we don't have feelings, w uh, when we don't experience the Lord, then this is our anchor. You know, this is what we come back to. So, yeah. It's good. So, did Lauren want to say something? Yeah, um, I was just thinking about just this summer for me, like giving, just worshiping God and just giving him thanks. Um, for me, it was just, I think, really vital. Um, this summer I struggle, struggled a lot with uh, just going back and forth um, with like bulimia and like, and all that stuff. And I really like, I look back now and I see like, even though I still, well, I feel like now, like, God's really told me, like, I'm completely healed of that, and, and I see now that, like, that was very vital, because I constantly, like, my closest friends that were really walking with me through that were just constantly reminding me, like, just get in your room and just, you know, close the door, praise God, or put on some worship music, or just, you know, and God was constantly reminding me to do that when I was just, like, beating myself up really bad or just in that place mentally and just and I, I look now and I'm like that is what gave me strength because like if I didn't do that like I would have just kept spiraling down like I would have just kept in that and I wouldn't be where like I am now with it and um yeah and I can just see like so many times in my life where just giving thanks is just like even if it doesn't stop the situation completely it gives you it does it gives you strength it gives you focus on what is important and and who is important and that's God and just yeah yeah these 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 things we're talking about have everything to do with what it is that where we'll go from here you guys are not you guys are not you don't have to live in despair you are not children or people of despair. You are people of hope. And hope takes cultivation. Christ is hope eternal. He is the anchor. Hope is the anchor of our soul. It's the anchor. The anchor. What is an anchor? It's that where you, you throw your anchor and you're now stable. You're not moved you have an anchor, and his name is Jesus, the Christ, our Savior, and he is hope, and it takes cultivation. Go ahead. Um, this whole season of being in the school of worship has been <laughs> an interesting one for me. Um, I walked into the school with a ton of guilt and doubt in the Lord and a lot of grief, and just mad at God, wondering where the heck he is, and 
what am I doing here? And I don't get it. I just want to go home. <laughs> and God showed me every single day who he is through each and every single one of you. And I, I cannot thank you enough, seriously, for being Jesus to me every single day when I lost who I was in Christ. Like, seriously. <laughs> and now I'm here, week nine, and I have joy of the Lord in me. <laughs> There's more. <laughs> um, these past couple of weeks, I've really felt strongly that God's asking me to do something that, humanly speaking, I don't deserve. Um, and I keep praying about it, and I keep going to other people, and I keep getting, getting counsel, and every single time it's, yes, this is something you should pursue. What? But I don't deserve it. No, this is what God's speaking to you. And Samantha, what she was saying is um, the uh, God keeps speaking to me through the word as well, giving me verses that, you know, just are totally concrete, and this is where God is leading me. And your guys' teaching today is just like, uh, yep, keep going. And it's been so scary because even the people that are in charge of what I'm going for are pointing the finger at me and saying, no, you don't deserve this either. <coughs> and it's extremely scary. And um, and I keep going to God going, are you sure? Like, because I really don't deserve this. And God keeps saying, yes, like this is a mountain and I'm going to move it. Do you trust me? Ah, so thank you so much for this teaching. It's It's speaking like directly to my heart and giving me hope for um, this path that I'm on. It's really scary. So thank you. So probably about like when I was 20, so like four years ago, um, I was the only sibling left at home and everybody else was married off and having kids, living their own lives. And slowly um, I saw my parents' marriage just start to crumble. And from her like just moving out and things starting to disappear, not even saying anything, but kind of having that feeling of like something bad is happening. And once like, they told us, yes, we're getting divorced, and I just felt like my whole world was starting to crumble, and everything they taught us and taught me and what I knew was just starting to fall apart. And it got to the point where like, I'd be driving home from work, and I would just start to cry because I hated being at home. I hated being in this place, feeling so alone, because I didn't have anybody to process with. Like My parents wouldn't really talk to me about what's happening, and my whole family had other people that they could process with, but I had absolutely nobody. And so I'd be always in this like stage of just like grief and uh, what like how am I going to get through this? Um, so when I get home, I would just like shut myself in my room because I couldn't deal with it because it kind of looked like a hobo kind of redid our house after everything nice was taken out and it was just terrible. So I hated being there and the only thing nice was in my room. And so. One night, I was just sitting on my bed, just crying, and I got this verse in my head, and for once in my life, it actually worked. <laughs> it was so nice. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I looked it up, and it was exactly what I needed, and I could feel the Lord say, you need to write this down and put it on your wall, and you need to read it every day. And I got more and more verses, and they were just, like, plastered all over my room. Um, and so whenever I'd wake up and when I'd go to bed and just throughout the day, I'd just be reading these verses, and 
my thoughts just started to go to like, God, I thank you so much for being the only constant thing in my life, the only thing that keeps me together, the only thing that's really there and that's true and that's stable. And just going from that like just hating, hating, hating being where I was and being so alone, I went from I went from being so alone to being just so loved and know that I have somebody there, someone to comfort, somebody to be able to talk to, to be able to like process everything through. Um, and it just came from that place of like, God, you are the only thing. Thank you so much for being there for me, for like actually caring about my feelings and wanting to comfort me and be there for me. The, the reality of what all we're sharing is that there is thousands, if not millions of people out there that if they could hear our story and our song, that they would go, whoa, that's your God? I want that. That's your hope? I want this hope. Don't be afraid of where God has taken you. Don't be ashamed of how he's delivered you. Use it. They overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. It's good stuff. I heard from Stephen a little bit yesterday, a couple other you, uh, other ones of you in the last time that we've had. If you want to tell us, you want to tell us something and hang out with us after lunch or something or lunch today, my wife and I, this is where we live. We live in the real world. <laughs> and we love to pray and to listen, listen, listen. Are you listening to the story of your friends, of your new friends that you'll meet in Japan and your new friends that you'll meet in South Africa? Are you going to listen to hear their story because it's going to match up somewhere along the line and you're going to tell them, let me tell you my story too. Where Jesus brought through me through the darkest days of my life and he's still bringing me through and it's okay. It's just going to be okay. Do you want Jesus? Do you want to know this Jesus? who brings you through the darkest days of despair and brings you hope when you don't can't find hope let's put let's put our hope on then let's put it on let's put our hope on and get something get something out of it get something out of that hope i wanted to share this last little thing psalm 100 we won't read the whole psalm We'll just go here, but I, I recommend the whole thing. Psalm 4 says, enter into, uh, 104 says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. I'll read it again. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. If you don't know what to do when you're in this place that you just told me that God brought you out of, all of you, head straight. Straight to the gate. Get to the gate. 
and rattle the doors. Say, thank you, God. Open up the gates. Thank you, God. Open up the gates. Thank you, God. Open up the gates. Let me in, God. Thank you, Lord. Open up the gates. I'm lost. I'm coming back. I'm lost. Open the gates, God. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. It's dark out here. God, open the gates. Thank you. Thank you, God, the key. I'm knocking. It opens. And head to his courts with praise. The place he hangs out. The place where people were reclining by his side. They're hanging out. Where the beloved hangs out in the court. Where they praise him. Night and day it never shuts. It never turns off. Night and day. They nestle up. Thank you, God. Thank you. You're near. Right? He's near. He's near. He's dear. He can do it. He breaks our heart in great ways. And we go, oh, thank you, God. You're near. We give thanks to God for your name is near. High and lifted up. You're the king of all this. I cried out for help and he answered me. His courts of praise. Don't, don't let this scripture and anything you've ever learned about it, don't let it stop you at the place of where you've learned what that means. He's the better than God. Bring it home in your situations. When you gather together and consider where you're going on this outreach together, when you go home and you're alone, in every facet of life, Consider what it means to be at the gates with thanksgiving. It's powerful stuff. Thanksgiving. Oh, God, you've met me. If you don't have a fresh one for the day, remember what he did back in the day. Oh, God, thank you. I'm at the gate of thanksgiving. And you know what he's going to say? Can you guess what he's going to say? Come on in. The party started. We've been waiting for you. It's already in full swing. It's at my courts of praise. Come on in. Oh, but one thing. Put your hope on. Because in this place, the light knows no darkness. So just leave that on the other side of the gate, would you? Yes. Um, it's Psalm 4, 6, 7. 6 through 8, actually. 
Why is everyone hungry for more? More, more, they say. More, more. I have God's more than enough, more joy in one ordinary day than they get in all their shopping sprees. All days end, and I'm ready for sound sleep for you, God. Have put my life back. That's such a gift from the Lord to sleep, you know. And, and when God does restore you and he's faithful to restore you into that place, calling out on his name, he is faithful. I, I'm hearing the breakthroughs. It's like a testimony breakthrough. Every breakthrough, God has, and you feel joy on the other side. And you can't tell someone, feel joy. Feel joy right now. You experience joy on the other side. And it's such a treasure to have that joy on the other side. No one can take that ever away from you. You can testify of God's goodness. And it's so good to hear that you guys have experienced joy. And if anyone needs prayer to break through, we, are, we would love to pray for you. And we're going to be praying for you guys tonight. And we'll spend lots of time <coughs> doing that. But if you wanted to have some prayer right now before lunch, real quick, we can do that. So... We, we are stoked to hear the testimony of what God's doing. And we didn't even put the correlation with Thanksgiving with Thanksgiving this week. We didn't even make the connection in, until now. <laughs> it didn't even, it's that wasn't Thanksgiving week. <laughs> but you know what? It, the Thanksgiving offering that the, that the um, Israelites brought to um, their Thanksgiving offering, they bring a big offering to the Lord. And while it was grilling, which is so funny that Mark's talking about grilling, while it was being cooked, they were swapping stories of Thanksgiving. And that was how they celebrated Thanksgiving. So while we celebrate our Thanksgiving, it doesn't even matter who you're with. We are thankful for every single thing that God has done in our life. And, um, like, we're not with our family. We're uh, like our kids and everyone else. But you know what? I can actually take thankfulness to the place where God is putting me. I'm thankful that I'm here with you guys, and not because we got to be the speakers or anything, but just sharing your testimonies with us brings joy to us in seeing God break through, and he is so faithful. So we're blessed. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> you hear that laugh? <laughs> I get to live with that. It's, it's awesome. It's a joy every time. It, it breaks the heavy yoke. Laughter is good medicine. I didn't come up with it. I didn't come up with that cheerful heart. That's right. If you have never read the Bible, I, 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 I'm telling you, it's a great book. I really encourage you. It's awesome. Okay. We have come to a place that... You know, what we should really do is what we're not going to do. I think we're going to do it tonight. Because I think what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to pray. And God, God often gives us one another, gives one another really good stuff when we pray for one another. So I'm going to encourage you guys all um, as we come to tonight. We are all co-laborers in Christ. And Tammy and I will lead a time of ministry, but that doesn't exclude anybody else. If today God has put something 
in your heart for someone else, out of the encouragement of that, we want to make sure we share that. Okay? You guys are all mature adults in God. Out of the encouragement that he gives you, be an encourager to one another. That really puts hope on. Sometimes we have to speak that to somebody else's life. Sometimes we have to be the one for them to get it started and remind them. So what I wanted to do, I, talk, I just said a little earlier um, about you all earned extra credit and we love to give things away and I got distracted and, I, <laughs> and that's okay. Um, but I want to give the opportunity to, if anybody wanted any music that we have, to give some away. Um, and then, so out of, out of what we, let me just tell you real quick. This is the way um, that we've been able to do things for years. I, I said earlier we've been able to make seven different um, recording projects o over the years. And what we've done is we found out that we wanted to raise the money ahead of time to ask God first before we asked anybody else. And then through that, we would raise the money, make the project, go to the studio, pay each other if we can, you know, do what it takes, make the stuff, and then you know what we can do? Does anybody want a CD or a drop card? Okay. Does anybody want a CD? Okay. All right. So then we're able to do this. We're able to give whatever we have away. So. So. This, this one, let's see. I wanted to make sure that you get one of these. This has got the Tahitian and the Hawaiian on there. Um, and then let me, let me show you. Yeah, so these cards, if you don't know what they are on the back, they have uh, a code. They have a code, and you go on that site, and you, you download it. It's free. It doesn't take anything. So Tammy will make sure you get one. So you can, if you want both, I have some. You can have both. I don't care. Sometimes people like CDs still. I, yeah. They sound better. They sound better. Okay. And then they have like art stuff in, on, on them and stuff. Okay. And then I want to tell you one other thing that I have. And, and when I share things about what I do... I do them to inspire you. I, do, I don't do them to promote anything that we're doing. I, I do it strictly because I'm, I'm an ideas guy and I'm a creative kind of guy. And so I want to inspire you to be creative too, okay? And so what, what I did with this, because I've done a lot of stuff outside of the church and God has allowed me to do that and sing songs of hope and faith and love and truth, like I said in the last couple of days, I made, we made, my partners and I, we made a recording that had some of the songs. Um, where's the other one? The songs, uh, I don't even know the name of it. Stones of Remembrance. 
Hold that one up. The other one, stones or remembers. Okay, so you see, just, just flash on that. You see there, this, that one and this one? What we did is a companion kind of a project. Some of the songs on that one are on this one. But some of the ones on this one aren't on that one, and some of the ones on that one are on this one. If you follow me, okay? <laughs> All right. Now, the reason... Go ahead, and you can look down. Now, the reason why I mention this, because I want to give you guys inspiration and ideas, that sometimes the things that we do, the songs that we sing, they exclude people just by the language and by what it is that it is that we're putting out. And so what I mean what they exclude people is I give it to them, and they look at it, and they go oh, this isn't for me. I don't believe in God. And you go, well, well, wait, 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 stop, 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 stop. I don't, they just, that's it. The door's closed. Whereas we'll go out and play music. And remember the story I told yesterday that people are all singing, they're all singing, all of a sudden they come up and they go, you're singing about God, aren't you? I'm like, yeah. And so I can sing, I can sing these songs of truth and I can I can have words, prophetic songs in, in these different places and stuff, and then I can give this to someone. I said, why don't you, here, my gift, you take this with you. And they can use this as a, as a way of relationship of a guy that they saw sing that sang, that they don't know what they experienced exactly, but they can go further with it. You know, everybody doesn't buy into this, but it's just what, what I found, part of the unique thing that God has given us to be able to do things both inside and outside the church. And so when I go, when I go back into house of prayer or prayer watch or I go back into my church, I'm taking that with me. I'm taking them with me. But they're taking me with them too. I'm praying for them and I'm, I'm learning about, I'm hearing their story, but then they're hearing my story too. And so that's why we put this one out and there's nothing on here that would say, oh, this isn't for me. You know? And so the music, some of the music's on there and some of the things that we do, they're a little bit different. But like I said, the other one that we made that's, you know, for, every, for the church and stuff, that some of the same songs, you know? Like, like the YouTube things that I showed you. Um, so this last record I did, this one's called These Things of Love. I just said, oh, forget about it. I don't care. I'm just going to write whatever I write. I'm going to put on whatever I want. And we're going to go in the studio with the musicians. And we're going to play all at once. I was tired of doing, you know, these long projects. I said, let's just all get in the studio and let's just go for it. And so we did that. And, of course, we came back over and, you know, redid some things. But I just wanted to do that. So why am I telling you this again? I want to inspire you. There's all different kinds of ways. We all have different, you know, techniques and things that we're doing but I want to inspire you go for it be creative and if there's anything that I have that I've done that you say oh wow mm, I never thought of that then go for it take it and run with it and and please go a lot further than I have with it you know so did everybody get whatever they wanted if not and then I will just show you a few pictures in the last five minutes that's all it will probably take Because you, I don't know if you, you may not believe me. I might have just told you a bunch of stories. So every picture tells a story. Hello. Come to me. My HDMI 4. That's what, that's what we call it in, in Hawaiian, H, HDMI, HDMI. 
Oh, brother, you get a hit me cord. Um, yeah. I know. Can't get, does anybody know? Oh, there it goes. Praise the Lord. Did you see that? Whoa. Oh. Okay, so... So here's, real quickly, because I'm not going to keep you like I kept you yesterday way too long. Okay. Here's, here's a picture of some of the things. Here's a, a few little pictures. I couldn't find a whole bunch of stuff. I'm not real organized with that stuff. But um, my wife and I have had the opportunity to come alongside a lot of different people. Mia asked me, you know, a little earlier. God bless her. She's asking questions. Because but those... Blessed are those that ask questions, for they will learn more. <laughs> and blessed are the humble, for they will... In- <laughs> All right, I'm picking on her now. Okay, so um, we've been blessed. We've been uh, have opportunity to come alongside people that are doing things. And they said, would you come and would you come and pray with us? Would you come and, and play uh, and, and, and do worship in this place and do this and that? And so we found that that's why a lot of the things that I've gotten myself sort of into, I've had to write songs that we could do because you see this place? It's, it's, it's one of many, but it's just, uh, it's an Irish pub. It's, it's, it doesn't say uh, St. Dublin Square's Church of the Holy. Uh, this is a pub. And in the pub, there are certain things that go on. And God had gave us these opportunities to do things like this, to come bring songs of joy, songs of hope, songs of truth, and what every person is looking for is unconditional love. So that's what we would do. And so here's some of the boys. We got to this this cool little place. You see this? This is like outdoors. People walk by. So not only do you get the whole pub, but you get everybody walking by out in this thing. And you know what happened that well a couple times? But people will walk by and they'll go. I know this music. They go, I, I, these people are Christians. They're worshiping the Lord here. And do you know who that person was? Somebody that fell away. How long was that guy fall, fall away? He was, this guy was, this guy was, uh, uh. Oh, we got two of them. He was having dinner across the street with his wife, and he had been in serving in a ministry long term for years, and then he fell away th- from the Lord and um, became got, an alcoholic. Yeah, became an alcoholic. Anyway, he was the guys that were serving with us in this situation. Um, they were connected to him, and God had brought them with us to meet this friend that they hadn't seen in over twenty years. So the guys walk across the street and go, "Are you guys Christians?" And um, anyway, so. The guy that, the was, guy that was with me, because I was the greeter, um, I said, hey, how we meet each other. And they go, we know each other. Well, I haven't seen you in 20 years. Anyway, make a long story. The guy he hadn't seen go. the guy in 20 years. This guy was from Texas. He didn't even belong in this town. Yeah, and so he, got, he rededicated his life back to the Lord. 
and it was it's so cool. So you never know what the Lord's going to do in these situations. But he got reconnected and started praying with guys that he had been that he'd fallen away and you know got back together. So you, again, you never know. So there's it's a little bit of an you know, and God put this guy from Texas that night to join us. He was with Tammy at the door, and he meets the guy that's across the street eating dinner that hears this music and comes in and meets this guy he hadn't seen for 20-something years, said, <laughs> and the whole thing un unfolds, and he's back with the Lord. Yeah, isn't it beautiful? There's the method to the madness, and there's the madman right back there, John Hendrickson, if you know him. Um, but this is this is the scenario. You know, you get in there and you you just go for it. You guys, if anybody you guys have ever done this, just just pray about it, because there's so it's just you know that's why um, there's a here's a place here's a rooftop where um, we actually did a big bunch of drum circles up there where like got a whole bunch of drummers up there. And did this thing. And so these people, what they're crazy, what they do. Oh, and that place, the pub, I forgot to mention. And this is one thing that they do. They'll, they'll feed 500, 600 people and, and just tell them to come off the street. And they'll, they'll, they'll serve really good food. The food that the restaurant has, they'll make a menu and they'll make a buffet. And anybody that comes in, they're invited to eat for free. Oh, I'll tell you what, that party is on. Can I tell a story real quick? Yeah. We had... Um, rented out the this one restaurant called the Rock Bottom and it's this area in San Diego is called the Gas Lamp and it's all restaurants a lot of people just walk around and it's you know that place anyway so um this Rock Bottom it was the same thing we I'm the greeter and I'm like hey come in and they're like skeptical that you're giving away free food and they're like no there's no strings of cat strap uh, attached you can just buy your own drinks no problem just come in we it's a buffet because god's been good to our friend he wants to bless the community and he's like oh okay so um and oh i have to tell you one more thing sorry i'm keeping you guys in. the uh the manager of the place her name was um mickey and uh she was very anti-god and she didn't even want to rent the place to us, but she, um, the corporate guy on the top in the main in the in another state said, "Oh no, no, they can rent it out as long as they pay the money, no problem." So, she, when we had the next meeting with her, she was so upset, and she said, "By the way, my name's not Mickey; it's Michael," and she was, you know, referring to like King David's David, wife, so, yeah. and so. She some has a bit of bitterness. But anyway, to make a long story short, getting back to the thing, that night she saw God in action. It had nothing to do with religion or anything. It was God loving on people. And it was so beautiful. And that night was just a joyful night. And this guy that was in the crowd, because we had homeless people, we had educated um, professional people, we had students, we had every single, it was like a little bit of heaven in one room. It was so cool. And... Um, one of the homeless guys decided to get up on stage and ask Mark, can I ask my, can I use a mic for a minute? And then he, he goes up on stage and he goes, can't remember her name, but she goes, he yells out his girlfriend's name, hey, Donna or something, um, come you up here, come up here, yeah. can you, I want to ask something to you. So he bends down and he goes, will you marry me? <laughs> and uh, it was such a celebration that night <laughs> because everybody was feeling the joy of the Lord. That's what that was going on in that room. And Everybody was clapping, and every, all of a sudden, everybody's like, 
in this party celebration, you know? And it was so easy if someone wanted to talk to you about God, they just go, who are you guys, you know? And what is all that? But, but you know, it's like the Holy Spirit opened the door. We didn't have to say who we were. It was a totally the Holy Spirit atmosphere. So that's just like the testimony of what goes on in these experiences. Yeah. So it's not just going into the bar and singing your song and, and you know, getting mixing it up with that, man. There's the real purpose in it. And God has really opened up the doors for us. It's not for everybody. I said that before, and I'll say it again. I'm not telling you to go in there. I'm not telling you to do this. And I'm telling you, if you are going to do it, be extremely careful. But if you do do it, this is the opportunity that you may be afforded. And so there's this on the, one of these things. This is, this, is the, this is what happens on these rooftops. People from thousands of people come out, and they go on top of these rooftops, and they party and stuff. So our friend says, well, why don't we have a party? And so we do. And so we declare things over these rooftops. And you're overlooking the streets and stuff like that. So we get to do this stuff. There's another thing that we get to do a lot, and that's we get to work with people that work with the poor and the homeless. And it's such the heart of the Lord to come and to, to feed the poor and to listen to the story of the homeless. It's such the heart of the Lord to be there for people that have the, the, the least of these. Jesus always went, and he, and he, had, and he honored the least and in our culture, in our understanding of God, we are in the kingdom culture, and our kingdom culture honors the least, and we prefer one another. And so one of these things, so these are other things that friends of ours do, and we'll go, and, and this guy's got an ukulele here. Who is that crazy guy? And then, uh, you know, we got a little, we got a little bit of, we got a little bit of uh, Jesus coming out of us here. And so here's another form of just people, and there's all, there'll be the lines and lines of people, and they're all giving away food. And so what, I'm, what I want to show you this picture is, is because if you guys go out, look for these things, look for these opportunities. You already know this, but I'm just going to remind you. Look for opportunities to come alongside people that are doing this kind of thing. And they would love, they will love to have you come and to minister along with them, whether it's in their time before they go out, in their time of prayer, it's a prayer watch, or whether it is to go outside and do this. It's awesome, it's great, it's fun, go for it, okay? I got it all out. This guy is another crazy guy. Look what he does. He rents this truck that drives around the city. Drives around, rents the truck with a sign on the city. And, and these, are, these are rolling adverts, and they drive, they drive eight, 10 hours a day just around this little blocks of city. And it says, look at what it says. Overwhelmed San Diego with worship. That's all he says. He's not advertising any church. He's not advertising any event. He's just saying, this is, this is sick, guys. This is awesome. <laughs> this is the thing right here. Whoa. <laughs> Crazy. You talk about extravagant. Man, he broke the alabaster jar over the Lord with that one. Wow. Can, you, can you smell the fragrance? Whoosh. Everybody every day. So here's another one. This is a crazy thing. You ever been with somebody and said, what if we could do this? Have you ever had any of your friends said, what if? Huh? Anybody a what if person? You're a dreamer if you are. If you're a dreamer, you will say, what if? Well, what if, what if comes true? Huh? What if, what if happens? Do you believe for it? All things are possible. Mark 9.23, Okay. We good there? So here's a what if. We're standing on one side of the corner. And we've got an opportunity to do something for this Halloween thing. And we're standing on the corner, and the friend's going, 
well, we got this place over here, and it's inside, and it's difficult, and blah, blah, blah. And he said, but what if we could get up here? Look at this place on the street. There's thousands of people that come here across the street. Here is a haunted hotel. There's thousands of people that ride a bike parade down here. There's thousands and thousands. 100,000 people come to this area in, at Halloween alone. What if we could go up here, set up the band, and all these old folks are in this community. What if we could serve them a nice dinner? And then we could just praise the Lord over things. Well, we set up a big sound system, and you could hear it for blocks and blocks. I mean, it was amazing. They, could, they were up here at one point. There, was, there were all kinds of people from all over. This is What is this called? The Lions Club? People from all over and stuff. They let them. They're all connected. There's these old folks up there dancing. Wow. It was so fun. We were doing a conga line with, with 70 or 80-year-olds, you know, praising the Lord. And they just loved it. And then, and they, because so we're giving in to them, these, these, these people that they're very needy. The old, you know, let's not despise the old folks, you know what I mean? Let's, let's make sure we remember them. They're very, they're, they have needs of health and loneliness. So we're up here, and we're having the good time with them and feeding them. And then everybody down here, all the Halloween people, I'm doing what I told you I wouldn't do. I'm keeping you. And so that was an opportunity there, set up the band. Another thing that we try to do is we go to local uh, uh, churches in other lands, and we try to inspire people to, to write songs just out of their own and so there's musicians. So we're having, we're praying over musicians. This is my partner, uh, my partner uh, Martin, and, and his wife, Rebecca. And this guy's a drummer. And he takes this drum, and he plays it over this guy. And it was so profound to just to impart the song of the Lord as a drummer, to impart what it is, everything that he had. And so we're just singing. We don't know Khmer. We don't know, we don't, we don't know the language in Cambodia. And yet, there's, you know, these kids came in off the, off the street. They don't, they're not part of this. And, and just ministering unto the musicians in the places that you go to. You guys have a treasure of songs. You have a treasure of music and, and skill. And for those that have nothing or very little, go and use, give that away. And so that's part of what we do to inspire others to be able to write songs. And so we'll do some things like that. And we'll get together with the people of the churches and we'll write songs. We'll say, come on, let's, let's all get together and let's write a song. Let's take some themes. Let's take the Psalm 100 or let's take the message of love and let's all get together in groups and write a song. And so we'll do that in different places so people can go. And then on Sunday, we'll, we'll meet with them and we'll, we'll see the place explode because of the fact why. Why do I say explodes? Because when they write songs, and, and it's not just translated. When they write songs, when we write songs out of our own heart language, out of our own, our, the own move of God that's within us, it has an impact, and the place explodes. I'm telling you, it does. The other things that we love to do, and I, I know you guys, you guys are part of the global move of prayer. You guys are intercessors as well as mi mission people. And, and we'll use different places, uh, that are houses of prayers or places of intercession. And this particular one is cool because it was up in this building that you could reach out and look out over the city and we'll do a lot of prayer watches and just getting together and, and strategizing with people that are there in their place. 
Remember to get with the people that are in the lands that you're going and connect with them. Connect with the houses of prayer. Connect with people that say, come on, we're going to do a prayer watch. You guys as musicians, you have powerful songs to be uh, uh, occupying the land with. Occupying the land with. Okay? And just, just lifting it up. And this is an, another vantage point of this whole area. The prayer, the prayer loft was up here. Isn't that cool? Overlooking the place and you just and, and, and then there's you know, there's club clubs and clubs all around and everything and so here's another real quick there's a, a thing that we've been able to do is go into businesses. Um, this business was in between. It was abandoned. And our friends saw it and, and, and they said to the owners, oh, I know you guys are going to renovate. You're selling this place, but could we use it for a night of celebration and, and, and giving? And so we brought food and desserts in here. We bought bands and we had, we had, uh, we played music and we had drum circles and people would come in out, out of this place and it, it got all fixed up. The picture, I don't have a picture of it all fixed up, but it was an amazing transformation. And we would go, what I wanted to call out to here, see, we're here with some instruments, just a few instruments, and we're here, and we're here to pray for the place. Very important thing. Come and worship and pray over the places that you're going to go beforehand. Don't just show up at that time. Just you maybe do some groundwork. Find out what it is. If that's available to you, um, Tammy, my wife, said, you know, we've been able to go into places like restaurants and stuff when the hours, when they were closed, when those kind of things. Just some ideas for you guys. Just some things that maybe, maybe might fit, okay? So we would go in and we'll pray and we'll worship in that place. And, and, uh, and, and this is what it looked outside. So you see it was closed. It was for lease. And, and uh, that's not me. It's okay. Everybody is okay. We're almost done. And, and the, whole thing, the whole thing is that this place was transformed. We had people in here painting, you know, doing artwork. And we had people in the back doing all different things. And we had the band and stuff. And people would come in. And there's thousands, literally thousands and thousands of people that would come along this street thing. And they'd, we did it for two days. It was really fun. So um, I'm like, oh, hey, do you need prayer? And um, the guy's like, um, looked at me and didn't think anything of it, but he just kept dancing, and you could tell he was definitely manifesting. So I said to my friend, hey, that guy needs prayer. So um, we ended up taking him in the back and having a deliverance while this whole thing is going on, music and normal stuff. So it's just in the back, you know, no big deal. Just and the guy got set free, so it was awesome. So you never know what someone is going to walk into in a, in a bar setting type thing, too. So everyone has a role, and I'm like the eyeballs of, you know, seeing what's going on. So, so um, another thing that we've ever do is um, we um, <laughs> they remember that truck that he went around with? Well, this they had two-day event. It was actually overwhelmed San Diego with worship, but it wasn't really an event to overwhelm San Diego with worship. It's just like he needed to call it a name. He said, well, I have this truck going around. I'll just, I'll just call it whatever that is, you know, at times. But he continues to, to, to call out for God to overwhelm his city with worship. 
so so yeah so we were on this bill with all these other people and these dates and we had these two dates and so we got to go into this place and this is kind of what it is and overlook this and everybody was invited it was free free drink uh, not free drinks but free uh whatever it was so this is the place it's a really big place and then this is us uh, getting started and um and then this is you know some other things oh this picture's a little blurry um people coming up and just prophesying and uh doing spoken word and stuff and the band different bands and stuff and really great stuff it's just worship um for hours and uh and so um this is some little shot of uh of us uh doing busking i mentioned it earlier just getting in the street corner and getting a few grabbing a few things that you guys can walk around and if it's permitted in a place where you're going um you know then you you do it if it's not permitted then just do it very quickly no <laughs> <laughs> and keep moving. <laughs> but we'll go, and you just you can't believe the people that you meet on the streets while you're worshiping in the streets, and 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 just celebrating and and just declaring God and declaring the kingdom of God, and and you know. So here's a the last uh, couple things. Here's a rooftop up here. I don't know if you can see this very well, but there's this big rooftop, and so they 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 um, they made an agreement with the people that own this parking garage, place where you just park cars, and the top of the level, they just said, "Can we have half this level, and we'll rent all the parking stalls?" And so they said, "Yeah, sure, okay, fine." So we went up there, and we got a big old generator, a big old sound system, all the lights and everything else that it took, and we went up there. And, and sorry, I think this picture is pretty bad, but. It, we went up there and we just worshipped over the city, you know, so fun. And they just a parking place, you know. It's like it's, it's, it's a parking place. And they they said, yeah, you want to rent the parking place? You can rent it. And so here's another place. It's a house of prayer. It's a monastery, old monastery in Cyprus. Not a very good picture, but it just tells a story. Just going and serving wherever you go. Serve the houses of prayer. Serve the ministries that you're with. Use what you have to support as 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 balladeers and and and, and minstrels, worshipers of God. Use what you got and go out and serve the community across the, the nations that you'll go. And just go in there. It doesn't have to be a big thing. You could actually kind of just be by yourself and do a prayer watch. You guys could take turns. How many of you are going on a prayer watch? If there's eight of you, you take that. If there's ten of you, you take that. And you can do it for two hours each. You filled pretty much the whole day. Hello? Another thing that we like to do is go out and pray on location and lift up the name of the Lord over the land. So this is in, um, this is just recently we're in Israel again, and this is Abraham's well. Yeah, it's really cool, and it's in the Negev in, uh, in, in Israel, and just go up, and there's places that you can go. You just go up there, and you just bring a couple of instruments and a couple of little shaky bits and, 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 you know, a little this and that, and, and you just go, and you gather with the team, and you just start to pray over the land, sing over the land. You probably already know this stuff, but it's just fun. It's so fun. It's just like, what else are we there for? This is better than any sightseeing you'll ever do. Any better than any shopping spree. I didn't get an amen. 
So these little places, you know, they just, you know, there's places all over the world where we can go and we can pitch our tent for a bit and praise God and lift up the name of the Lord over the land. You know, this is a mission, mission of prayer and thanksgiving. Are we just giving thanks? You know, we just met up with these people and said, hey, you want to come with us? Let's all go out and let's do this. Yeah. Here's here's in Jericho. This, this, this soldier of God right here, he's all by himself right now in this house in Jericho. Jericho, remember, is all Arab Muslim. It's on the other, it's under the Palestinian Authority. And, and, and over the land, this is a rooftop, a couple stories up above on the rooftop. Rooftops are fantastic places for prayer in most of the world because a lot of places in the world, especially in the Middle East and whatnot, that's where everything, that's where you just go. It's, it's cooler. You know, you can hang out, and you can just go over there. And so, you know, you just get up on the rooftop and shout it from the rooftop. I'll say it again. Yeah, so anyway, I think this is the last one. Okay. Um, sorry, I did exactly what I told you I was not going to do. You forgive, will you forgive me? Okay, let's um, just close in prayer, and we'll thank God for everything that we have today, and we'll see you tonight. And we'll, we'll just, we'll just uh, call upon the Lord and, and uh, have a time of ministry. Is that amen? Thank you, God. Oh, Jesus, thank you so much. Thank you, God, that you opened the gate. And Thanksgiving is our treasure. It's our pleasure. And we just bless you and thank you, God, for bringing us through. And we thank you for being the lifter of our head. And as we go out from this place, let us shed joy, light, and truth with thanksgiving in our hearts. And we bless you and thank you that we are able to eat. And we have no want of any good thing even if it's not on the menu. And we praise you and we thank you for this time because it's been good. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Amen.